You're listening to Alabama Tradition with Ryan Fowler and Martin Houston on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. In the national championships, 27 SEC titles, 131 first-team All-Americans, 70 postseason appearances, 39 postseason victories. This is Alabama football. And this is Alabama Tradition with Martin Houston and Ryan Fowler on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome in to another edition of Alabama Tradition, the past, present, and future of the Alabama Crimson Tide. Mark Houston set to join me coming up in just a couple of seconds. We have got a lot of things to talk about, including who's in this Final Four. When we talk about the Final Four in college football playoffs, a lot of juggling going on right now. I know we spent a lot of our time in the earlier edition there talking Alabama Ohio State, Notre Dame, Clemson, all the teams there. Florida says, hey, don't forget about us. Texas A&M goes, hey, our only blemish is losing to the number one team in the country in Bryant-Denny Stadium. Everybody's trying to make their case. Alabama, all you need to do is win. It's very simple. You win and you're in. You control everything in front of you, and it's nice to be in that position. Alabama gets the job done and down in Baton Rouge. We're going to talk about it as we welcome in Martin Houston, former national champion, winning fullback at the University of Alabama. Martin, I hope all is well. All is well, man, and glad to be with you. All right, so Martin, I'm not trying to throw you a, a curveball here, but have you ever been beaten high school or college the way that LSU uh, took one from Alabama, taking them to the woodshed? <laughs> Well, not to that degree, probably, but uh, in, in some sense of the word, I guess the 35 to nothing shellacking we took um, from the Florida Gators uh, was definitely that. Um, it was a <laughs> a beat down that uh, that I don't don't want to duplicate, but nothing quite to that level, Ryan. Well, it, it was it was one of those games that was just early. I mean, when you look at LSU. Uh, and, and we kind of talked about this last week and, and talking about the preparation, how Alabama was using that to maybe motivate. Uh, and then even Nick Saban using some audio pregame, kind of going, well, maybe we need to change a little bit of that. You kind of knew at that point Alabama was going to be able to just not just beat those guys, but but really, you know, take care and, and trying to find a way just to, to be able to cover that and uh, take care of business. And, you know, it. There's a price to pay, and LSU certainly paid that price. Uh, looking at Devontae Smith, you walk out of Baton Rouge going, what else can you say? I mean, how do you describe this? If you're Eli Gold and John Parker and Rashad or anybody, Gary Danielson and Brad Nessler on CBS, how are you describing the performance from number six? Um, very, very carefully. You know, I mean, it's just – uh, amazing to see Ryan what what he is doing uh, and and to what degree he's doing it, uh, it it's absolutely um, mind boggling from from a standpoint of what he's able to do uh, on the field and there there really aren't enough words to describe what he's doing. Well, you, you, you back up and you, you have to ask the question, is Devontae Smith the best player in college football? You, you have to look and ask yourself what else can he do uh, to get uh, any different description. I mean, the, the guy – it's playing at such a such a high level, Ryan. It's kind of hard to really explain exactly what he's doing. I mean, it is it is um, it, it's amazing to watch when you sit and you just go, okay. Especially when you find out, Ryan, that they were supposed to be double teaming them the whole game, 
and the guy had 200 plus yards. So, uh, unfortunately, it's a it's a passing game, offensive led game, and when a when a receiver does well, it's always gonna reflect well on the quarterback. So it, it kind of defeats the purpose of <laughs> of of making that player the best player because of you know the quarterback benefits from him playing. Plus, he gets the benefit of all the other players. So. Yes, do I think he's the best individual player right now in any other season uh, in in times past? Would he be uh, up for the Heisman? Yes, but in this era we're in now, um, I don't know that he has a legit shot to win it. Well, he he may not have a chance to win it, but I tell you, when you you begin to think about it, he's going to pull some votes, and and he's probably going to pull enough that it's going to hurt Mac Jones. And that really has been Alabama's story for many years when you look at Alabama. They they have so many great players uh, when you begin to look at it and you kind of think about it. I mean, he's going to pull some votes. And I think Najee Harris is going to pull some votes. And, you know, it's one, two, three is how you rank them on your ballot. And even, you know, those those second place and third place votes count. And you all add that up, you know, add it up. And, and you yeah, you definitely get more for one. Uh, but that may be enough to, to maybe – it's going to sound weird because it's unfair, but it almost hurts your teammate, right? Yeah, yeah, that, and that's why, you know, someone asked me, did I think that Mac Jones would win the Heisman? I said, Mac Jones is having a Heisman season, and he's having he, – he is taking an offensive team to a level above what the, the previous record setter did, uh, but because – he is on the team. Think about that. Three, two, one, Ryan. And what's three, two, one? Uh, 300 yard passer, 200 yard receiver, and 100 yard rusher, all three having three or more touchdowns in the first half. You don't get more complete than that, more balanced than that, more dominant than that. But I think they're going to pull votes from each other. And therefore, I don't think it's going to be difficult for Mac to overcome. That unless, unless, Ryan, here, here's what I think helps, Mike. If there's no candidates from the West Coast, then who will great they vote point. for? Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah great you point. You know, because you know Ohio State's going to vote Justin Fields. I mean, that, that region is going to vote Justin Fields. I think the Trevor Lawrence, Lawrence uh, situation uh, could help Mac as well. People may, you know, put him instead of one now, may put him two or three. And, and then Florida, you know, that South, they're going to split the vote in the Southeast. And we are watching the release. We are not there yet. We've got Georgia at nine, Cincinnati at eight. Iowa State jumps up two different spots. They're at number seven, eight and two. Uh, that tells you really where college football is when you look at uh, uh, Iowa State jumping in to number seven. And, and uh, you look at Georgia uh, sliding down a couple of different spots there. So, you look at Miami, they're also in the top ten. We're not to that final four. But, uh, Martin, let me get you to react. Today, Michigan and Ohio State have been officially canceled for the upcoming season. We talked about this three or four weeks ago, uh, that the Wolverines could do things, just not doing them well, right? No attention to detail. There's no motivation. And you look at the Wolverines not wanting to travel to Columbus, uh, having a COVID outbreak, not saying that they're walking around with COVID parties, but it's just the attention to detail and the lack thereof. When you look at that game and how that impacts the game of college football, it does. And we're watching the Big Ten possibly even take their own rules and maybe reduce them to not playing in their own Big Ten championship. The rule is that they've got to play in at least six games. Right now, they've not been able to do that. Uh, they've had three cancellations. They're 5-0. and oh, They're number one in the Big Ten East. Uh, but they may not have a chance to play in the Big Ten championship unless the Big Ten adjusts their rules. They've said... Uh, that they'll let us know at some point this week. Uh, should have let us know last week, but they chose to kind of give us a wait-and-tell story. Your reaction to that game being canceled and the impact that it has on college football? Well, first of all, <laughs> are you surprised that that's no, what they're thinking no, about doing? Not, not at all. Not at all. I mean, that is so um, selfish, I guess. is. <laughs> I mean, it's self-preservation as well. And so I get it. Um they have rules. You Do you remember the move that destroyed the Big 12? I do, yeah. When Texas started 
getting preferential treatment and Longhorn uh, Network TV, their own their own TV network. Yeah, and it be in the league became all about Texas, and then all of a sudden outliers begin to leave. With if they make this move, um, oh, could you imagine? I mean, if you're sitting there as a Indiana. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. see right, so you, you have the four now is Alabama, Notre Dame, Clemson, Ohio State at four. So, and you really didn't think that the impact would would be there. Uh, Alabama one, Notre Dame two, Clemson three, Ohio State four. Let's see if there's a change in five and six. Uh, don't think there will be, but we'll, we'll see as we line that up as the Gators continue to win. Texas A&M uh, went to Auburn, had a you know impressive victory there. Five Texas A&M six going to be Florida. Uh, Iowa State, probably the biggest jump. They're going up to number seven. Uh, but but going back to this Ohio State side of things, you're, you're absolutely correct, Martin. If they, if they take Indiana uh, and you pretty much say no, no. Because remember now, and I know right now the Buckeyes want to walk around with their head uh, up high. Maryland game, Maryland's fault. Michigan game, Michigan fault. Illinois game? Ohio State's fault, and really just refused to play that with their head coach, without their head coach. Right. Because he had COVID. That, that's hard just to give you a forgiveness and a, and a mulligan. Yeah. And, that, that, and that, that, you know, that's the key, Ryan, there is that had they taken care of their business, and it's a difficult thing to do to take care of your business, uh, but, you know, th- this all goes back to – the decision they made, not any other. They decided to cancel their season after a meeting with all the other leagues. They they literally was in a meeting with the other leagues, left that meeting, and then announced that they were canceling their season. And then then for two or three weeks, when uh, when their teams were saying, "Hey, let us play," and I give it to Ohio State, they were fighting to play. But their league did not cooperate. Now the league is trying to, to me, backdoor their way into uh, the the playoffs and, and, and all of that. And listen, if they get in, Ryan, I'm telling you, if a team plays half the games of the other contenders, that I mean, there's something about having to play the games. Pittsburgh lost last night. The Steelers. Jacob. <laughs> hey, Jacob, you out there listening? Your Pittsburgh Steelers went down to Washington, a team who has won four games now. The, the Steelers were 11-0. and 0, And there's just something to having to play. And the more you play, the more chances you have to have things go wrong, things happen, injuries, etc., and that's why we don't – Nick Saban, the greatest coach in the world, has had how many undefeated seasons? One. One, One Ryan. Why? Because he's had to go through an entire season, not half a season. How many times would Nick Saban have been undefeated if he only had to play 10 games? I mean, you know, 10 games. How many times have we been 10-0 under Nick Saban? Oh wow! Yeah, you, uh, yeah I, I'm. I'm just, I mean, well, I'm not asking for a Oh, oh, answer. well, okay. I was just, just. I was saying, trying to start counting. Okay, yeah. No, I'm just saying. How many times has an Auburn team? We know at least three times Auburn has beat a really good Alabama team and kept them out of the playoffs. So why couldn't that happen to Ohio State? Why are you giving them a leeway on half a season? They're literally going to play. Half a season right now, Ryan. When Alabama finishes this game, Alabama, Florida um, will have played 10 games. Clemson is going to be at 10, right? Because they started two weeks before us. Aren't all of them going to be like 10 games? Notre Dame is at 9 or 10. Yeah, so Uh, when uh, when you look at it, but the the biggest thing is, listen, if I'm Indiana – we're we're gonna. I mean, that's a that's got to be a meltdown, because that see this is changing the rules. You know, we talk about moving the goalpost. That this is moving that it, it's 
either making it wider or, or narrowing it down a little bit. So you look at it. We'll see at the Big Ten. I'm not saying, and, and I've said this throughout the afternoon, I'm not saying that this team is not one of the best four teams in college football, but at some point you've got to you got to prove it, and there's got to be repercussions for your decisions. Big Ten right. took an arrogant attitude. They tried to make other teams follow their lead, and when nobody did, they kind of got caught a little bit. And at some point, you you got to be a punishment for your reper, you know, for your, your decision. There's got to be repercussions. Totally agree. Totally agree. That's Martin Houston. I'm Ryan Fowler. We will continue. We'll take phone calls if you want to jump in. It's 205-342-9904. A lot of things to talk about. A lot of things to discuss. Alabama Crimson Tide football. The past, present, and future of the Alabama Crimson Tide. Right here on Alabama Tradition with Martin Houston and Ryan Fowler as we roll on on Tide 100.9. Hello, I'm Martin Houston. And while I get really excited about football season... I love the holiday season even more. Merry Christmas from the Tide 109 family and the Martin Houston Show. Roll Tide. Alabama Credit Union. It's alabamacu.com. Skip the line. Use the online banking and mobile app, whether it's deposits, check, check and account balances, transfer the funds, manage transaction, pay the bills, locate the branches and the ATMs. It's alabamacu.com. The app is incredible. I use it all the time as we count down the start of college football here in Tuscaloosa, always sponsored by Alabama Credit Union. alabamacu.com. You are listening to Alabama Tradition with Martin Houston and Ryan Fowler. Your connection to Tuscaloosa and the University of Alabama Athletics on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. We look at Alabama, number one at the rankings, Notre Dame at number two, Clemson number three. When you look at the Buckeyes at number four, Texas A&M at five, uh, Florida at seven, excuse me, six, Iowa State up to number seven in the latest college football rankings that released about ten minutes ago. So Alabama uh, right back at that number one spot. Uh, Really, it's simple for Alabama. Just beat everybody in front of you. Uh, Leave no doubt when you talk about I'll borrow – uh, one of Davo's statements a couple of years ago, that was one of their conversations, leave no doubt. Uh, when you talk about Alabama, just win, just win. you got to go to Arkansas. Uh, Martin, let me let me start there of going back to, to Nick Saban. We talk about mental makeup of this team, the psychological side. Nick Saban yesterday was set it up on a tee for a perfect rant. Charlie Potter asked the question, and it was a very simple question. He said, how do you keep your team – from looking ahead to the SEC championship game and looking beyond the Arkansas Razorbacks. And it was what Nick Saban did not say that really added to it to me. It was very calm, collective, talking about what you said in the first segment, wanting to go undefeated. And I was like, in previous times, Nick Saban would have gave us a rant right there. He would have gave us a rant. What does that tell you about the makeup of this team mentally that they've had a lot of distractions thrown at them, but they've been able to maintain that focus. Maybe he's expecting the same this weekend. I I think it uh, speaks a lot to um, just how mature this team is, Ryan. Uh, The result of having seniors come back for their fourth year, uh, having a lot of guys with playing, they just seem to be a very, very mature team. And I think he knows that he can treat this group differently. Uh, And he talked about how this group has managed to handle all of the distractions, even Saturday 
uh, how they handled the distractions of, you know, the the power going out and how coaches not being there, all of those things happening. And he he this team never missed a beat. And so I think that that it kind of goes to why he's able to say and do kind of react differently than than he did before. Martin, how do you beat this team? Because, you know, and I know right now it's easier said than done, but if you're trying to set up a team that would would be able to beat this Alabama team, because, you know, I'm not saying that Nick Saban, I mean, he knows it. I mean, he knows, you know, what a defense would would have to look like to, to maybe slow this down. I mean, yeah, it's easy to paint the COVID side of things, and you say, well, maybe the Friday night before playing a big game, you know, would you, you know, your quarterback goes down with it, Devontae Smith goes down with it, Najee Harris goes down with it, uh, some of your, your key spots, then then you could say, well, how do, you, how do you manage this? But then when you take a look at this team, it, it's like how do you beat this Alabama team? Uh, Martin, design a perfect game plan. What do you do? Take away Devontae Smith? But you're not able to do that, not one-on-one. Um, how, how, do you, how do you beat this team? Well, I, I think first of all, Ryan, you have to have uh, the ability to match um, match their intensity, uh, and what I mean by that is they come at you nonstop for four quarters, and even if you start off good, like most of the teams have, it's just an onslaught for four quarters with this group. Number two is you have to have an offense that matches theirs. Um, the, the, the scary part for this group is I don't know if we know how good this offense can be. Uh, I think they're still getting better. I think that Sark uh, is getting better, Ryan. I think that – look at what, – what, what about Jaleel Billingsley? I mean, this guy, we've discovered him in the last three weeks and – he, I mean, he, we, we talk, had it not been for Devontae's uh, first half, we'd have been talking about the tight end having four catches, 68 yards, and a touchdown in the first half. But that was like, oh, what, whatever. Plus he had a, you know, um, had an impact on the game even with his blocking. So you, you can't – and then you have to hope that the defense reverts back because – Right now, Ryan, I don't care if we've played four bad offenses or not. <laughs> we know that LSU scored twice on busted plays that you can clearly identify. Oh, guy didn't get the call, so he was out of position. Uh, he he blitzed when he shouldn't have. Oh, that's why the guy was running wide open. Then the other one was the guy lined up on the wrong side. I don't care who you're playing, Ryan. When you start stopping everybody that you play, your defense is getting confidence and that's the scariest part about this Alabama team compared to what we've seen in the past. It's always been either great defense and average offense. Well, what happens if Alabama shows up in the national championship with the offense and a defense that playing at a high level? Martin, I'm, I'm going to go. Oh, to answer your question, I don't know if you can. <laughs> well, and, and, and maybe that's the debate is, uh, you know, how, how do you find a way uh, to beat this team? How do you find a way? Uh, to to beat this team and and it's easier said than done, uh, but you look at it maybe that's the key and Sark right now recognized uh, as a Frank Rolls assisted, uh, a, which which goes to the top assistant coach in all of college football. He is a semifinalist for this uh, list and uh, Martin. I got to be honest. I don't know how you keep track of all the different recognition that this team is getting. Like like there's not even enough time for it. Uh, in the day, when when you look at it, I mean, it, it just like I was voting in the Maxwell Player of the Year a couple of hours ago, and I'm just sitting here going, I, I don't want to look like a homer, but I mean, I literally could make a case: Mac Jones one, or Devontae Smith one, Najee Harris two, three. However, you want to shape it up. It's like you don't want to be Bama biased, but I I I mean, I think you could make a case that these guys are one, two, and three. Oh, easily. I mean, they're leading statistically in some or the majority of the major categories. They're one, two, or three. They're they're leading in scoring. They're leading in yardage. They're lead, I mean, they're leading in some capacity that you can directly point to. And so it's it is a 
it is absolutely without a doubt uh, one of the most impressive offensive uh, scenarios I think I've ever seen. Right? I mean, as good as we've we're, we've been in the past, you just you you just you cannot underestimate that Devontae Smith has virtually 800 yards since the number two receiver went out and he was supposed to now be double teamed and you were supposed to now be able to stop him and he's doing it at a higher level than he was before. Najee Harris, how many touchdowns? 17, 20. I'm sorry. Has 20. I I, I lose track. Well, I mean, how crazy is that though? I mean, when you, when you look at, I mean, it, it just, you know, he's over a thousand yards and, Martin, being a former running back, you can respect this. Uh, he's only about 200 yards away from becoming the all-time leading rusher at Alabama. Ryan, and he's done it against all SEC. He has now played nine SEC games. You know, that 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 is, that is championship, and he still has two more to go. So... He is doing this. Najee is doing this. Mac is doing this. Uh, and, and and Mac, I mean, uh, Devontae's doing this. And here's the thing, Ryan. Every time they bring up Trask, I always want to ask, tell me who else has a touchdown other than wide receivers and tight ends. Well, He yeah. has 30-something touchdowns, but their team doesn't have near the touchdowns that Alabama has. Well, and I think I mean, that's Mac one of Jones the reasons approaching... why Alabama is going to stomp them. I, I just, <laughs> Martin, I, I just, I don't think you can beat Alabama being a one-dimensional football team. If you can, you're a really good football team. If Florida beats Alabama, uh, I think they have to beat Alabama twice because uh, I think a ten and one Alabama team will not go from you. You talk about creating chaos put a five or six and oh ohio state in in front of a 10 and one alabama team that played in the championship game while ohio state sat at home or played against you know a, a five i mean a three and three team from the other division so it's i think alabama's if i think if alabama wins saturday during into the college football playoffs regardless uh, it would be nice for him to go in at eleven and zero, uh, but I, I don't see anybody beating this team. And if Florida beats Alabama, Florida will go on to win it all if uh, if Alabama's not in it. Let's take some phone calls here. Martin Houston, Ryan Fowler. Let's go to Tampa, Florida. David, uh, good evening. You're on with Alabama tradition, the past, present, and future of the Alabama Crimson Tide. Hey, Martin. Hey, Ryan. How are you guys today? Super Doing outstanding. Good. Talking about Ohio State, and this is a subject that really gets my blood boiling because at best I think they're going to finish the season 6-0. and And Notre Dame and Clemson are both sitting at 10 games and Alabama's fixing to play 10 and then they'll play 11. So, you know, Ohio State's had five fewer opportunities to get people injured, um, just get your body banged up. Um, you know, they've obviously had a lot more rest. So my question is this, is um, what are the chances, because this is such an odd scenario this year, what are the chances that, that they go six teams and maybe take, you know, a Texas A&M and a Florida, depending on how that uh, bound Florida game works out, or maybe even Cincinnati. I mean, this could be a, a chance to give a team like that an opportunity and then have those bottom four play their way in, you know, to the front, to the next round against, say, Alabama, Notre Dame, are we just assuming they're going to take four this year? you think there's any chance? Well, I, I don't think they're, they're going to expand in this short amount of time. Uh, you know, it, it, you could probably use this because you have a contract for 12 years, 2025, 12-year contract, so you're probably, I guess you're seven years into it, right? Six years, this will be the seventh, I think. Uh, so you have five years left. I just don't know if, if right now they can do this. And, you know, the one thing that, also helps me identify that is nobody's on the same page. I mean, we think that these conferences work together and that's so far from the truth. I mean, we've kind of learned that about the big 10. They kind of did their own thing. I don't know if there's even a possibility. And I, 
I'd love to see it. But he, and, and the reason why I say that is this. Back up a couple of minutes, and I'll, I'll propose this question to you and Martin both. We have not heard one rebuttal. Let's say that we're on the eve of the game, that we're on the eve of the game. And Ohio State, which right now has had a history of cancellations, right? When you talk about the cancellations, and what if that game is canceled? What if, what if they have another game that's canceled? And Alabama's lined up against those guys. What do you do? Do you push the championship yeah. back? Do you forfeit the game? Because you're not going to be able to play it, you know, just, hey, well, we'll push it back to Sunday. No, it's not going to work like that. It's, you're not going to push it back one day. So we we cannot even get a straight answer out of this committee right now saying, what do you do? And and December the 31st but, is not the time to be talking about that. you got to talk about it now, but nobody wants to. Yeah, that's true. I don't I, think I there's any chance add, that they actually – you know, do that now. I do like, see, like everybody else thought through this stuff, like the NFL, instead of giving two buys, they only gave one and everybody made adjustments except for uh, the big 10 and the the college football playoffs. Uh, And in the arrogance of it, they're, they're creating a nightmare. I think for future, Uh, my biggest thing is, okay. Ohio state is, it's, Ohio State's a team, if they got in, they could win it. So I'm not talking about their talent. I, I think that they – but do they have a very distinct advantage in getting in and winning it? Absolutely, because their players have not been beat up for, you know, 11 weeks. And now you're talking about traditionally you having a three, four weeks to rest and recuperate, et cetera. I just – I, I I hope that they don't put him in um, based off of what what they've done. They they keep saying they check the games. That's a, I keep hearing that the commissioner keeps coming on talking about where well, we looked at the games, and I'm like, how many games did you look at, and what did you see in Ohio State? Ohio State's played one team with a winning record, and that team they beat them by seven, Ryan, and that's Indiana. So that it's not like they've done something great. That all the other teams added together have like six or seven wins combined. And, go, go, David. If you, I was going to say if you if you go look at Texas A and M Florida's schedule, I mean, you know, they've Florida's played Georgia. Georgia's a good team, and um, you know, Texas A and M's only lost to Alabama. And granted, it wasn't that close, but it was. I mean. And that's a testament to Alabama, I think. And if Florida plays Bama close, I just don't see how you take those two teams and say, well, I'll see you guys. We're going to put Ohio State in there because we think they're better. I just, yeah, I don't, I don't see that. Well, and, and, and look at the times when we put the Buckeyes there. Yeah, I mean, they kept some games close, but they've also got smoked in these college football playoffs too. Yeah. So and one more thing about Ohio State is they usually have – you know, one game, maybe not every year, but maybe every other year, like they did with Purdue and Iowa not too too long ago, where they're supposed to win that game big time and they get blown out. So it's not beyond them to, to lose the game if they had to play five more. Well, and, okay. But, go, go, Mark. Na- name somebody. Okay, Ryan, go through the top ten, one through ten, and tell me who wouldn't be sitting at 5-0 and oh in the top 10 with Ohio State schedule with the same type of wins. Oh, so because you, you're, you're talking about quality wins. I mean, they played more two and four teams. The only quality win that they have is Indiana. And that and was, Indiana's quality, why? Because everybody would, else what is What would Indiana awful. record be in the SEC? Uh, they would be... 500 best. 500, yeah. I mean, at best. I mean, you could put them in the SEC West. Would they beat Auburn? No. Uh, they would beat Ole Miss, right? They would no, beat... not necessarily. <laughs> Ole Miss yeah. can flat out score. You, you guys are not giving them any benefit of the doubt. I, uh, Mississippi State, they, they would they'd beat those guys, yep, right? They okay. beat Mississippi State. They'd beat Arkansas. I mean, it's trying to go to the SEC West. I mean, uh, but I also trying to put them in the toughest division. But I mean, go through the playoff rankings. Uh, obviously, Alabama, Notre Dame, Clemson, Ohio State. We get there at five and zero, oh, and then when you go to Texas A and M. Texas A&M 5-0? Oh, all day, every day. 
Yes. Florida. Absolutely. Iowa State uh, in the Big 12. We See, that everybody wants a seat at the table. Now the Buckeyes are getting it. Uh, now Iowa State's getting it uh, out in Ames, that, Iowa. And then, they're propping up, but they're trying to prop up the Big Ten because they keep giving love to the teams that 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 to help bolster their decisions. Well, then and then Cincinnati, guys, who five does, and zero. Who does Cincinnati play this weekend? I don't even know. It's been canceled. Uh, the game has been canceled. Cincinnati, here's your chance. Call Big Brother and say, "Let's get it on." Yeah, there you go. Let let let's get it on. We saw that it can happen. BYU and uh, Coastal Carolina did it, right? All right, that turned out well. I mean, I mean, Cincinnati uh, just got dropped in the rankings, uh, slid a vote, and I'm not here to prop up there. I, I I went on my soapbox last week with the mid majors. Tell them they don't belong. Just tell them at the start of the season. I don't care what you do. You beat everybody sixty-five to nothing. You're you're still. Uh, not a part of it. I think we lost David. David, I'm sorry. I don't know what happened there. Uh, James, you wanted to jump in? You you, you, you kind of wringing your hands over there. I'm, I'm seething, Ryan. Martin knows I'm seething because I talked to him during the break about it. Talk to me. Go, go let Listen, it rip. This, and I, I'm going to read this tweet because this is great. Matt Zemick just tweeted this. This is a perfect example. The college football playoff is a lot like the CARES Act, the stimulus relief in Congress. It needed to be done right the first time. If not done right, it was going to be problem down the line. The 2014 playoff was botched horribly. This system has not gotten better. This system of this college football playoff is awful. But let me tell you, James. Might as well bring back the BCS, James, Ryan. But you, but you got to remember, okay, because – and I had this problem the first couple of years. Martin, you could jump in here and into this conversation as well. Let me, let me go back and introduce – 13-member committee. It was designed to do this. This was the design originally to do what we're talking about. This is what they wanted to do. You introduce bias, and they do that Mickey Mouse, put that hat on the door. Martin Houston played football at the University of Alabama. He won a national title. If I take Martin's hat off of his head and I put it on a table, does that make Martin no longer unbiased? No, no. I mean, we're both homers, right? I mean, it's no, it's, not me. Okay, Plus, I'm less of a homer than you are. You, you've lived, you've been here. What you're f- right, your whole life, right. long time, right? Martin, Martin and I both. I'm, I'm new at this, so I'm looking at this from a, a different perspective. But, but the 13 me- com- member, the way it was designed to pick these four teams, they made this committee where they could control it. Where this they could. Is, this put is their- the big thing. You are putting a team in the college football playoff. Because you think they're good. Martin is intelligent enough to know that they've lost to unranked teams who have a combined four wins between them. They've lost to them. They're terrible. And the one team they beat, they barely beat. And Justin Fields threw three interceptions. Stop propping up Ohio State. They're trashed. I don't I don't know if they're trash, James, but, but Garbage. Uh, I, I think they're a good Biblically, team. Biblically they're ruach. <laughs> That's how you say it. That's Martin Houston. I'm Ryan Fowler. James Ludeman throwing down the gauntlet on Ohio State. We'll come back. A.J. Robert and Mobile, Alabama tradition here on Tide 100.9, the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. This is you, sir. Hello, I'm Martin Houston, and I'm so excited about this time of the year because it represents not just football, but the season of the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. On behalf of Harvest Church and the Martin Houston Show, we want to wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year and invite you to join Harvest Church on Sundays at 10 a.m. and Wednesdays at 6 p.m. where we're creating and enabling faithful followers of Christ. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year from the Martin Houston Show and Harvest Church. You're listening to Tide 100.9. Are you in the holiday spirit? Check out Tuscaloosa's Home for the Holidays on Nick 97.5. All Christmas songs 24-7. It's also you having some fun. Have some fun, man. Talking Alabama Crimson Tide football on Alabama Tradition with Martin Houston and Ryan Fowler in Tuscaloosa on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. 
you're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. You really are a heel. You're as cuddly Martin as Martin Houston, Ryan Fowler on Alabama tradition. We're going to get to AJ. We're going to get to Robert and Mobile. Martin, uh, this is what I'm talking about here. This is what I'm talking about. Okay. Uh, Gary Barta is the athletic director at Iowa. He is the college football playoff chairman. You know what he'll be doing tomorrow, Martin? He will be leading yeah. the Big Ten ADs in the discussion of what you should do with Ohio State. He's the chairman tonight of the 13-member panel in Grapevine, Texas. Tomorrow, he'll be the chairman of the ADs in the Big Ten discussing what to do with Ohio State should they be given uh, a provision to allow them to get in. But, hey, <laughs> go ahead. No, I, that's I, just adding that true a little fact there. Okay. I'm getting some uh, communication with Joe Gaither. James, you're getting some feedback as well. Um, the, 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 he says, I, we're, we're having a discussion about uh, on, on, on texting about Ohio State. And he asked me, who would you put in if you didn't? And I, I told him I'd put in A&M. I'd put in... Um, well, especially um, if Alabama continues to win at the way that they're doing. i put in Florida. Uh, and and his, his response was, I'll give you his response. He said, well, uh, A&M lost by 20. They had their shot. Florida will get their shot. Uh, and they'll eliminate Ohio State since he would lose uh, to any of the top three by 60. Uh, and and to me, it's not about how good – I tell you, it's not about how good Ohio State is. It's about them not having a good enough resume. And he told me I was wrong. Committee criteria, we want the four best teams, not the four best resumes or the, f- the four most deserving. The eye test has always been the only test. And I totally disagree with that because – there's no way you can say that you've looked at the eye test in Alabama in times past or teams have not gotten in because of the eye test. It's okay to have an eye test when you're looking at 10 games and each team is playing 10 games, but you're looking at a team that has played five games. Five games. How many times well, it, it, in our history – did Texas A&M pass the eye test through six weeks? Kevin Sumlin, if, if the season was a 5-6-0 to six and oh season against average teams, Kevin Sumlin would still be employed at Texas A&M. He was 5-0 and oh or 6-0 and oh for like four or five straight years, and then the rest of the season – when he played better competition and went through an entire season, he would go three and three and end up eight and four, nine and three, over and over and over. And I get Ohio State may be one of the most talented teams in the country. I don't know that. All I know is they played one good team, and, and that good team is playing in a really bad league right now. The Big Ten is down, in my opinion. And you see how they go back and forth, up and down each week. I, I just, I, I don't. If we're if we're gonna if we're gonna go by eye tests only, what freaking difference does it make about schedule strength? Okay, and, and and but see, that's the that's the out. I'm telling you, this was the perfect design for a biased committee. It, it was perfect. It's absolutely brilliant in this committee, Martin. And I'm not here to make a Pac-12 argument. But let me say this. When you look at the Trojans right now, 4-0, right? 4-0. They're one game shy. They'll play UCLA this weekend. They may have the same 5-0 record sitting there at the end with a Pac-12 championship. If we've eliminated them, I guess we we, we look at the, the schedule that they've got, and, and you're sitting there going, okay, you beat Arizona State. Yeah, you kind of struggled out of that first game, 9 o'clock game. Uh, in the morning, early game, Arizona, you took care of business on the road. You beat Utah on the road. Uh, you beat Washington State. You play UCLA this weekend. I'm not here to, to, to make those teams. But you are beating winning teams. I mean, you're, you're beating yeah. teams that have a winning record. So why not them? And, Ryan, how how bad is – if I test is the criteria, and I'm not 
I shouldn't say that it's not. Unfortunately, it, it probably is uh, uh, and, and has a lot of, of weight to it. But and I know it was 30 years ago, but we didn't pass a single eye test. But Miami passed them all. You know, in Florida State, almost talked the, the posters into voting them in front of us with the loss because we didn't pass an eye test. And and I get the whole Ohio State. And here's my question. If any other team in the Big Ten was sitting at 5-0 and with the same record as Ohio State, would they be no. in? No. no. No, because, because you, wh- how can you explain what's going on with USC, as you just said, um, and, you know, and, and several other teams? And it's just – it's not that I don't think that Ohio State couldn't win it if they get in. I, I totally agree. I, I just th- – that's not my debate. That's not my argument. My thing is, if you're going to do this, next year let that be the same criteria because this this was their choice. This was – no one forced this on Ohio State uh, as far as the Big Ten. The Big Ten did this by canceling and then using uh, the myocarditis as the excuse. And then all of a sudden, I guess it wasn't a big issue when everybody else moved forward. So they created this monster, and they're going to get rewarded. And there is something distinctly wrong that a league could have games and conference champions – and winning teams that are sitting at 10 and 0 or 11 and 0, 10 and 1, and then another person competing for the championship. Think about that for one second. We're right now, if nothing changes, we're going to watch a college football playoff that features a team that is 7 and 0 at the max. Or are they going to rob somebody of the opportunity to play in the conference championship game and put Ohio State in? Yeah. Hey, <laughs> and if they don't do that, they're going to be 6-0. Let's squeeze in a couple of phone calls. These guys have been waiting for a few minutes. We're going to try to give them about two minutes apiece. AJ, let it rip. Hey, Ryan and uh, Martin, thank you all for taking my call. Um, I just want to throw two things out here, and one of them is about how how to beat Alabama, and the other is about Ohio State. So okay. leading off with Alabama, okay? So even if you do figure out a way to stop Devontae Smith, what about this? What if Waddle comes back for the playoff? What if <laughs> Waddle gets cleared and comes back by the time you try to figure out how to stop Devontae? Then what? Still an uphill battle right now. I, 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 still, I think it's possible, but I don't think it's likely. Yeah. Well, so, I, I don't think it's likely either, but, you know. I'm but I'm not saying, eliminating it, it completely. I mean, it, it could always be. I mean, it could be. So Yeah, but, but the other thing with Ohio State, I don't think, even if they want to, I mean, they could do it, and they probably are going to do that because the Big Ten changes rules like they change underwear, I guess. But, um, you know, what was that due to teams like Nebraska? Nebraska wanted to play Tennessee Chattanooga earlier this year because they couldn't get a game in, and they said no. So now you're going to say Ohio State, they get to go to a championship game if they don't play anybody this Saturday. Great and you point. put them in a championship game. I mean, that's – It's one to think I about, AJ. Yeah, and I definitely think they're going to lose Nebraska. Nebraska's going to be gone anyway. I think they're going to lose them this year in the offseason. I think Nebraska's going to leave, especially if they do that. Yeah, but um, I, don't, I don't know where there's going to be a home for them. That's the only problem. Well, uh, I do. I, I do. I think even with the bad history in the big – 12, I think they'll go back to the Big 12. I mean, they're Absolutely. a better football team back there anyway. And uh, anyway, that's all I got. But thank you, I don't AJ. Thank you any more time. But all right. all AJ, thank you so much. And uh, Robert, you'll be our final caller. And then Martin and I'll chime in at the end. Uh, got about 90 seconds. Okay. Yeah. Tracy, uh, I've had a really good idea about, you know, what could happen for Ohio State to get your track of that, that game in. But I have to listen to your previous caller. If they did that to Nebraska, wouldn't let Nebraska make up a game with an out of schedule competition? Is that was that the case? Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, well, then it doesn't work for Ohio State then. But Clay Travis' idea was, hey, play Texas A and M, and there'll be a play in game for the Ohio State or Texas A and M. 
But I guess it won't work for Ohio State. It's in the Big 12, uh, Big 10. It's just a bunch of idiots. Another thing I saw, too, uh, that, that, you know, college football could do to salvage this season is to scrub uh, conference championship and just have the 18 playoff. That, that could something they could do immediately. Then you would have Alabama, Coastal Carolina, uh, Notre Dame, Cincinnati, Clemson, Florida, Ohio State, Texas A&M. Then nobody would be disputing the champion at that point. Well, yeah, but uh, if, if we put Ohio State there in there, it may take them two months to get the season on. I mean, it's just staying at the pattern that they're at right now. I mean, Ohio up. State plays like one game, right? They take two off. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, if they were to play with the, with the uh, brackets, then they don't have any choice. They got to play the next game. But they wouldn't know what to do if they played two weeks in a row. You got a good point about that. Hey, but, uh, yeah, that would be, playing Texas a and would have been a good option for Ohio State if the Big well, if the Big Ten had been allowing such things, but apparently they don't. So. Thank you, Robert. I mean, you're, like, you guys are right. They get, they get away with a pancake schedule and not running the whole thing. It's not fair. Martin, talk to me. What do you think? Got about you got about 60 seconds here. I, I just think that uh, Alabama, first of all, is in and uh, if they win, and that's that's our number one goal. Number number two is um, I just think that Ohio State is a talented team, but if they get in, then to me, you're changing everything about how we have the conversation. If it's about eye tests, let these colleges play uh, their eight their conference games and then play whoever they want. If they want to help a program out, et cetera, don't make it about strength of schedule. If somebody can have the same strength of schedule with five games that someone else has to be in. The committee has been a showboat from day one. That's what it's, it's been about. It's what it's been about. I, I think that's the root of the problem. You've got to di- find a different way, selection way, to uh, to process this. That's Martin Houston. He'll have the latest tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. Our great lineup here on Tide 100.9. Uh, We'll continue tomorrow afternoon uh, for Mark Houston, for James Ludeman. I'm Ryan Fowler. Alabama tradition, the past, present, and future of the Alabama Crimson Tide. Nothing but sunshine this afternoon. The high today, 55. Clear tonight, the overnight low, 33. Then a warming trend tomorrow and Thursday. The sky's sunny both days. The high tomorrow, 64. The high Thursday afternoon at 67. I'm James Spann of the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9.